0: Okay. make it so. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
1: What does USB stand for? Universal Serial Bus.
2: Okay. No. (laughs) Excuse you? It stands for underwater... (laughs) Unbelievable Succulent Butt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It stands for underwater sauce booty. (laughs) 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 Um... Oh, God. Yeah, unstoppable sausage brigade. <laughs> <laughs> what was it again? Universal cereal bus?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: those words don't go together. You
0: realize you
1: <laughs> do? well, don't. Do You want me to break it down?
2: Yeah, it's like an audio term when you bust oh, stuff. It's because no, it's it's you well, maybe in your it's world, a term. It's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's universal universe. because
1: <laughs> fucked. They were there at the beginning of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. it's cereal because it's like it's made of corn. Shem, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> universal on the first day, Shem created the USB port. Oh God, so they the day <laughs> he created the CD-ROM drive,
2: created the Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, but the laser so in disk. in actuality, yeah, there were there were no, like the devil made the laser. <laughs> there were like four reviews for your dentist and every single one of them was like my the, dentist the length of war and peace <laughs> <laughs> and it they started which to hold me on, hold on. You, so
1: back it up you're this is your you're explaining to me why you went to go book uh, an appointment with a dentist that I've been seeing for my entire adult life really yes really wow Um, and who I have had nothing but excellent experience with
2: you go on why go on a, a website where people review <laughs> yeah, stuff. A,
3: a review aggregating website. Yeah,
2: we go on reviewaggregator.info yeah.
0: and <laughs> <laughs> .stormfront. I go, I, go,
1: I go on the Infowars Prison Planet classified section <laughs> to find my dental needs because I don't want the demons of my teeth to escape. <laughs> He'll come on. No we'll drunk. Drunk. Stone yeah, we'll have him like, on as a guest. Oh yeah! I think we need to probably Count cover everything. <laughs> yeah, everything here with a towel. <laughs> dude <laughs> this is, definitely, dude is. is definitely sweaty. No. He exudes oh, my, a sweaty yeah, vibe. He, like
2: he escaped from the WWF. <laughs> <laughs> <He> <laughs> like, <laughs> looks like Macho Man cut. Randy Savage. Uh, was okay. cut from the WWE? I guess. Yeah, WWE. Yeah. Sorry. no yeah. Uh, no, he also looks panda. like he escaped from World, World <laughs> <laughs> Wildlife Federation. Oh
3: yeah, that could be.
1: He That's looks right. like he escaped from the Island of Dr. Moreau.
2: Oh,
3: Segway.
2: Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Ah, uh, welcome to the show. What, what animal what animal
1: hi- what human what animal hybrid, hybrid is Alex Jones? <laughs>
2: I'd uh, mol- I think mo- he's like, I'd say
1: mole rat but <laughs> oh, yeah. I
2: don't think he's I don't think mole rats are vicious like that yeah tweeted us not Alex Jones because you've been kicked off Twitter slime it's so, yeah. pork it's there's <laughs> so
1: much uh, biased conservative <laughs> thinking yeah it's true on the internet
3: they can't get free speech
1: yeah lit- like literally the First Amendment does not apply to them yeah, yeah. only the second
2: Amendment. <laughs> 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 we traded Um <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome. Pick five, pick five amendments for life. That should be our roundtable discussion. <laughs>
1: pick five amendments you would want to apply to you. Uh,
2: oh God! Yeah, welcome. I'm your host, Asher Lack. With me are my co-hosts.
3: Are you trying to decide which order to
2: do us? The with? Honorable Sam Lazarus. <laughs> Yo. And Sam's a judge. Our, our <laughs> God lawyer. save our no, republic. I'm not a judge. I'm just honorable. Uh, oh, okay. Rafael You honor in a different way. Yeah.
1: It's only the uh, the commies today and whatever the hell Asher believes. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever that aliens. is. It's like <laughs> oh, Asher, yeah. Asher, Asher, Asher took the online political belief identifier test <laughs> and, broke. <laughs> and broke. Yeah, it
2: came back like Ron Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> just like slytherin no. <laughs> yeah, it's like no just yeah. go home oh you Pisces. are Pisces. <laughs> oh god yeah. yeah so today we're talking about the island of dr moreau 1996 seven yeah we probably should have watched the original version instead. it was 96 no this movie is fucking incredible no oh, i loved
1: it 96 is the same year that i think gangster's paradise came out. <laughs> is that right <laughs> yeah i think so Tweeted us, (laughs) Coolio. Tell us when your album came out.
2: Uh, Yeah. Oh shit. This movie yeah. sucked balls. Oh, yeah? <laughs> this movie was... Uh, yeah. Raph, Raph texted our text chain and was just like... I think this is the, pretty much as accurate uh, like an observation as it gets. He was like, this is 50% Apocalypse Now, 50% Cats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Apocalypse Now
1: meets Cats. Is, That's is, about right. Yeah. Gives you a very good idea of what this movie is. Uh, actually, I want to give credit to Minus. my friend James, who said... Uh, he also had a very pithy way of describing this movie. He goes... When I was little, The Island of Dr. Moreau, it looked like a movie that I was, I was like, wow, I really want to see that when I grow up. And now that I'm grown up, I'm like, oh, okay.
2: I would <laughs> no, probably never watch that. Yeah, now that I'm grown up, I'm like, fuck, you were a fucking idiot, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has a scary poster. I remember loving this movie. Me too.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I, I, enjoyed I, I enjoyed it.
3: I
1: didn't see it as a kid.
3: Two nights ago, but. We but had. When was a kid, I, I really it too, loved it. But-
2: some friend of my parents, which is like now my mind is blown by this actually had
1: an island where they did
0: this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly actually, this anything me, of the Asher's parents, it's like
2: they actually <laughs> spliced animal genes into people. I know, I started I found myself starting to describe trepanators. To one, to one of my students recently. You mean
3: like those who practice trepanation? Yeah. I think okay. you should
1: tell our audience what that is.
2: Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know what trepanation is. yeah, I need it's, that like I need a the, hole in my head. Yeah, the practice of drilling a hole yeah. in the frontal part of your skull. Any part. I think. I, oh, yeah, maybe it is. I think, I don't know. Yeah. In order to. As Dr. McCoy like, says,
3: drilling holes in his head isn't the answer, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. Yeah,
1: in Star Trek 4. Yeah. Oh, I I was the real Dr. McCoy. Don't drill a
2: hole in your baby's head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Unless you absolutely have to. So, like, this student didn't know what trepanating was, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's like the practice of drilling a hole in your skull. And I think that people think that it, like... Expands your mind, or like makes you more. Ca- it, I don't even or freeze
3: evil spirits.
2: Yeah, like if you uh, trepidators tweet oh, at I, us, I'm sure you're all trepid- on Twitter. Trepanators, <laughs> the they thing? are. They are. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, su- I'm sure. I'm sure. It's like trepanation. You're, you're Twitter. three steps past anti-vax. I you're just like You know, big skull lobbyists <laughs> 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 stopping me from drilling holes in my head <laughs> with this misinformation that they're teaching <laughs> <It's> and big <laughs> big bone controls far
1: controls congress <laughs> the bone lobby uh yeah so i was like the skull pressure <laughs> lobby but no i i mean like i i did not <laughs> expect you to bring this up and i've only the most glancing familiarity with this the idea is that it it is to like relieve pressure in your skull like yeah. it's like our skull has like an unnatural Accumulation. I mean, they still do it. Sorry. No, that's. Understand. I mean, I was about about to run out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think are
3: they still do it to relieve pressure, like well,
1: in cases of stroke
2: and stuff, to sure, drain fluid. Sure, like, well, that makes perfect sense. I think that the people who do it for fun or whatever. <laughs> I don't think like, that's a fun. Thing. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> enlightenment or yeah. I think that their rationale behind it, which is pretty specious at best, is that you're there are certain like plates that close in your head at some point that's true yeah and so they're like that correlates with you becoming close minded uh, and so literally. yeah exactly and and it's just like oh no you schmucks are just taking like you're basically like biblical literalists you're so, like the, the world is five thousand years I old. had a slightly different
1: I had a slightly different conception of this because it's like pseudo spiritual nonsense but then there's also like the medical quackery and there's like the light <laughs> quackery <Right. laughs> Um, you know, I I don't want to say about what I you know stuff that goes into there like, um, you know, dr- like okay, light quackery like like,
0: drinking- saturated fats.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> or like apple cider vinegar is a cure for everything mm-hmm. sort of thing.
3: Yeah,
2: or- turmeric is like. A yeah.
1: cure-all, turmeric will, like, destroy your cancer. Exactly. Like Actually, maybe he, that, that's edging it. The then there's, like, the heavy-duty quackery, <laughs> which is, like, you know, a, a whole not- just over a whole nother bridge. I'll be back on Alex Jones now.
2: Yeah. It's it's next. It's past that. It's, like, the light quackery is, like, putting a jade egg up your ass is going to, like, cure your yeah, bad yeah. vibes. Goops, yeah, goop
1: stuff is light <laughs> quackery. So, exactly, goop.
2: And then the heavy quackery is, like... I don't even... Uh, people uh, who, Ear like, candling in, is like quackery. Yeah, exactly. What no, do you mean? Like people who inject
3: urine well, it do into anything. themselves. Sure There's it does. Like, negative pressure. pulls things out. If you've got a clogged ear, it's the safest way to remove buildup.
2: Mm.
1: But it doesn't. Yeah, it do doesn't bad. work. It doesn't work. It's
2: been roundly discredited. Uh, okay. Yeah. We're going to have
3: to have this conversation some more later.
2: Yes. Look it up. Cool. Uh, listeners, we're going to do a bonus Patreon <laughs> episode where we ear candle and describe the experience. I mean, I had a...
3: Ear doctor tell me that was a safe way to remove wax buildup.
1: He might have been wrong. <laughs> it's possible. How many? How were his Yelp reviews? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, fucking so
1: so, Asher he doesn't want to go to my dentist well, because. Oh yeah, let's because finish that story. Let's okay. So
2: so there were first four of all Yelp, Yelp Second reviews. Second of all, four. By the way, guys. Third of all, we've gotten off topic, but like mostly because if you haven't seen this movie. Just don't worry. We're going to break it down for you. You don't have to ever go near this movie at all. Unless you like, like Bulk. Yeah, uh, which is, we'll get into it's that in a bit. Balk, Who? The daughter. Oh. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> Raph also just didn't see the movie. He made no, up. I don't know. The, uh, look, I mean. Raph read the I have, cliff notes. This of movie Crabble. was like, <laughs> y- You there's
1: some movies where there's like a lot of non-actors and there's one like actor in it. marlon brando is like acting everyone else i don't know what they're doing Ron perlman does a pretty good job
2: oh yeah Ron perlman i mean val kilmer i don't know it's hard to act with that much doing like i think he's still in character as jim morrison in this movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) no he's in character as val kilmer playing jim morrison yeah it's his performance in this movie is
3: deranged yeah yeah it's weird but But I i don't think that's entirely his fault that's, oh, you think he just has emotional problems? No, I think the character is all over the place. It doesn't make any sense. Well, what and we it? can
2: discuss how the script got written. The protagonist yeah. like it was his like
1: Llewellyn Cumberbatch or something like that. <laughs> David Thewlis is the actor. David Thewlis, whatever. <laughs> uh, just like he just made. I don't know. He made the same fucking face like throughout the entire movie. Yeah,
3: I don't like him. Yeah, he started. Uh, really? Like, I loved him
1: sort it was of uh, it was It was corny. I mean, it's like it's like B movie stuff well, fucking Marlon Brando just wipes the floor with everybody because Marlon fucking incredible. <laughs> no, Are you insane. sure he's
3: not just
2: playing himself though? No, it I don't doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever he is. He like beamed into this movie yeah. Yeah. from Planet Zebulon. It yeah. was just like I brought this. Okay. I brought this right. mini me with me cast him we're uh, going to get into okay
1: so that yeah okay let's get into it oh but, we're
2: skipping the yeah We'll story. we'll uh, we, so yeah We'll again for for patreon listeners we're going to tell <laughs> the story about me attempting to go to raf's dentist and if you're a patreon listener you're from the future
3: so it's nice to meet you
2: yeah thank you for inventing time travel um yeah so do you guys so first of all have we covered our initial thoughts on this movie
3: I greatly enjoyed it. I think I agree that it was not great.
1: I enjoyed it. I think it was uh, hot diarrhea.
2: <laughs> yeah, I also enjoyed it. I would say if you want to watch this movie, just Google Marlon Brando piano scene and watch that instead because like I think that that pretty much sums up or Marlon Brando double Decker piano scene. <laughs> I think that pretty much <laughs> that was up. Yeah,
1: that was I remember yeah. that it was actually in
2: Austin Powers.
1: Oh, that too. It was also
2: oh, in the yeah. um, I that remember that, where that being mini in, me from? in the pre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where this <laughs> this movie is the origin story of <laughs> mini me. Mini- yeah, I like like
1: Wait, Austin Powers sorry, sorry. borrows from HG Wells. Yeah, possibly it came
2: out right after is the character in the book. No, no. The reason that he's in this movie is because Marlon Brando showed up on set with that actor really? and was like, this guy is funny. Cast him in the movie. Well, so, okay, okay so, you know, so everyone knows an Island of Dr. Wells.
1: Moreau is H.G. Wells. Yeah. Austin Powers was originally um, Jules Verne. Right. It was a Jules Verne novel.
2: I've read that. What? One.
1: Yeah, That's Austin right. Powers, International Man of Mystery, was a Jules in Verne
2: space. novel. I didn't know that. That's it's
1: uh, because it's false. Because I made it up.
2: Because <laughs> I'm an ignorant swine.
1: <laughs> but I think they did do a novelization
2: of Austin Powers. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was great. I think yeah. it won the Pulitzer, clearly. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this movie is based on, I don't know what year. It's like a, like late 19th century H.G. Wells, right? Or is he mid 19th century? I, I think. He, like, no, he mid
1: 19th century? Or no, is he no, early twentieth.
2: H. D. H- H- Wells is is early twentieth.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Yeah,
2: um, yeah. So twenties and thirties. But like All when right. this movie or when this book was written, it was about like the horrors of vivisection, right? Like it, that had been like the rage in London. It was like, I brought back a Cretaceous monkey and we're going to cut it open at tonight's Cretaceous salon, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> from, um. From, yeah, man. Uh, from vivisection. is fucking,
1: fucking vile. Yeah. yeah. It was a big deal. I mean, that's how we learn stuff, you know? Yep. Yeah. It, it, it advanced science, you know, them, like, tying down a fucking dog that they found on the street and, like, cutting it open.
0: It's, like, <laughs> fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. But
1: that's how they learned about stuff. It gave
2: stuff. the constable an erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh, God. I just... <laughs> the headmaster emitted seminal fluid.
2: Oh. <laughs> Dude. After which the class was dismissed. Um, yeah, so this so the director and writer uh, Richard Stanley of this movie, he was like he's a South African director. He did a couple of music videos and a couple of sort of like acclaimed horror movies, which I've never seen Dirt Devil or I forget the other one. but um this do you guys know about the story of like how this movie got made and yep. like, should we get into that Please do. first yes. or because yeah. he was fired from filming it three days into shooting the movie? <laughs> I would honestly I would recommend watching there's a movie about the making and collapse of this movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. What's
3: it called? We should have all watched that.
2: Yeah, that I'm more interested
1: in. <laughs> it's pretty worthwhile. Did Lauren watch this with you? Oh god, no. <laughs> um like a couple minutes of it. Saw some rootin' tootin' ape eight, eight people. It's very, I mean, it's very sudden how they get into the mythology of this movie. Did you notice that? It's just like all of a sudden there's lots of creatures. Like they don't
2: really tease it at all. Yeah, I
3: just thought really. that was a little awkward. Yeah, I mean, it was teased in the marketing material.
2: This, yeah, it's right, called Lost enough. Soul: The Doom Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Doctor Moreau cool okay and so so uh, he didn't wind up directing this he ended up no he wrote and directed it originally or like was scheduled to do it and the studio didn't want him and they hired um who's that uh roman polanski i was about to say roman polanski yeah they were trying to get roman polanski to do it and richard stanley like went around his back and secured a meeting with marlon brando and got brando to say that he would only do the movie if stanley was attached to direct it So, they gave him the green light. So, like, I guess they fly to Australia and, like, everything's in pre-production and something happens where Bruce Willis is supposed to play the lead and then he and Demi Moore are getting divorced. So, Bruce Willis drops out. James Woods is supposed to play the Val Kilmer part. What? Yeah. And so, they get Val Kilmer to get to replace Bruce Willis. And then Val Kilmer says, "Well, I can only do it if the role is cut by forty percent." So they were oh, like, what? "Okay, huh. we can't cut the lead role. So what we'll do is we'll put you in the James Woods role." And wait,
3: Val Kilmer was supposed to play Doctor Moreau originally.
2: No, do- Val oh, Kilmer was supposed to play guy. the protagonist. Yeah, okay. Right, whose name now escapes me? It's like Honeyworth, Barlington, or whatever the fuck his name is. Montgomery. Montgomery oh, is the bad guy. Right, yeah. yeah, and Montgomery is the part that, that I think it was. Paddington Bear <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I guess it's Marlon Brando is playing Moreau the whole time Val Kilmer is now playing Montgomery Moreau's henchman and they got some actor from Northern Exposure to play the lead and then he had to drop out two days into filming for some reason and he was replaced at the very last minute with David Thulis. And then apparently Val Kilmer hated writer director Richard Stanley and was just like I'm not I'm not doing this if he's here, <laughs> and so so convoluted yeah so, so he didn't yeah so he didn't and they f- the studio fired Richard Stanley and brought in what's his name who did it the the guy Frankenheimer who's like you know <laughs> if Michael Bay is a little too intellectual for you <laughs> like Frankenheimer will do it um Oof. yeah what could have been. Also, some other, like, hilarious side notes to this movie is, like, Brando apparently refused to memorize any of his lines. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. So he had an earpiece in his ear with his assistant reading him the script the whole time.
3: Yeah, I noticed there was a script assistant to Mr. Brando in the yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
2: And apparently, at some point in the middle of filming, his earpiece, because it was radio, caught like a police scanner Uh. and (laughs) he's like yes there's a robbery at Woolworth three three men with guns like guys that how do they not keep that in
1: uh, I'm (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) it's like the funny like they could have buried that that in this movie and no one would have batted an eye (laughs) like fucking (laughs) Marlon Brando just starts Giving like like at that dinner the the like yeah that's like the uh, the Uh, crime breakdown
2: yeah it's like Brando in this movie is completely deranged apparently it was also so hot that he was like. I want my character to wear a bucket on his head the whole movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that so bucket. He him. fills with ice. Yeah, dirty. What does he oh, call it? Caloric inverter or something? Yeah, it's insane. It's he's, a bucket with ice. <laughs> <in> he's wearing <laughs> an ice bucket on his head. And he's also like... <laughs> I kind of want one. Like yeah, a, th- a thousand pounds in this movie. And he wouldn't <laughs> let Covered in sunscreen. Yeah, shoot yeah. him in a Zyn-oxide. wide shot. So that's why every really? shot of him Yeah, there's only like two wide shots of him In the whole in the whole movie Because oh. he is gigantic okay. He's wearing a fucking moo-moo this whole time yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like talking to people about this movie Similar to like Death Race 2000 Is way better than actually watching the movie <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah, which is why I'm glad we're here to talk about it Yeah so, Good times More than Brando
1: Crime blotter scene He's <laughs> 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 just like playing the piano Yeah <laughs> Yeah it's uh, like um officer down. Uh, <laughs> of Northeast Washington.
2: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so should we do a plot breakdown? Yeah. Or go for it. The, yeah. Well the other thing is is I think to me at least the movie starts really promisingly. Did you guys feel yeah. that way? Yeah. Like the first fifteen minutes of this movie are very interesting. Uh, I I mean, I guess
3: I don't know H.G. Wells that well, but it had that vibe like heavy at the beginning, right? Like yeah. the narrator and all the all the other two guys die and then he gets picked up and it's all hazy. He doesn't know what's going on, but he's still narrating. I like that Yeah, vibe. so we,
2: we open with a plane crash in the Pacific and David Thewlis is doing voiceover narration and he's describing how his plane went down and the other two people that were on his plane that survived kill each other basically over the last canteen of water and we see them like knock each other into the ocean and then a shark comes and fucks them up and he gets rescued by
0: yeah
2: a shark comes we don't see it eat them Um, yeah and then he gets rescued by a fishing vessel that has Val Kilmer on board and Val Kilmer shoots him up with something he doesn't quite describe what it is he's like it's a little bit Jimi Hendrix, it's a little bit Mr. Peanut, you know, we're just jamming. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck movie are you in, you maniac? So Val Kilmer takes him to this island where he immediately unloads like a thing of rabbits and then kills one of the rabbits. And it's like, we're usually vegetarian, but I think we'll make a special exception for you. Okay.
3: What do they have the rabbits for in that case?
2: Yeah, no fucking idea. I Maybe was wondering subjects? that. Yeah, but for what?
3: And like Oh no, it could be test subjects. Cuz later he finds like the room full of where they're doing the surgery and there's like llamas and monkeys. So they have to get genetic <laughs> material from somewhere. Yeah, okay, fair Maybe enough. Maybe Dr. Moreau has decided to make a rabbit man.
2: Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah, <laughs> probably chiller than like all the other horrifying animals. Yeah, it's like I bred people with all the worst animals shark man. He didn't last long <laughs> <laughs> vampire man. He wasn't real. <laughs> so
1: yeah, Ron Perlman played hyena man, right? No, no. no he Ron plays Perlman the plays
2: preacher. Speaker oh. of the law. Oh, yeah. Um. yeah, the blind goat man.
3: No, the guy who plays Hyena Swine is actually his name. Uh, I thought he was really good. I have never heard his name.
2: Yeah, it's he's like, like a Shakespearean. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's actually Shakespearean. Oh, okay. But okay, let's, I mean, am I missing anything? Is there... Uh, yeah, stuff happens. You know, Hyena Swine
1: from Merry Wives of Windsor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit.
1: It just seems dumb to you know, combine hyena genes and people genes if you want to get a a peaceable. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. we're getting ahead of the plot player right down here, but, like,
2: I, yeah, I I mean, like it seems goats. a little dumb. Well, that, David, that makes sense. Yeah, He's exactly. You find some peaceful animals. Get, like... Bonobos. Yeah, exactly. They can fucking... Gorillas. Hump their problems out. I'm <laughs> down for both of these. Gorilla mm-hmm. man. Sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Sloth man. He just eats hibiscus flowers and chills. Hedgehog man. Hedgehog man Hedgehog. Better not be a bug near him <laughs> Eat you up <laughs>
3: no, Yeah well, how come there's no bug man in this What's the it, deal That would be it's way too upsetting It's called The Fly by David Cronenberg <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah That's um, what happens Marlon
1: Brando had seen the fly and decided not to go in that direction <laughs> yeah. It's too gross <laughs>
2: So uh, it sick to my stomach <laughs> David thulis which I think sounds like Henry Kissinger. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach. Oh, uh, where can a man do some good war crime around here? Perhaps go to Katz's. <laughs> Brando looks like Kissinger in this movie. Not bit. really. Um, just body type wise. Yeah, body type
1: wise. I'll have a plate of children's ears. I mean pastrami. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so David Thewlis is sort of taken from the the dock to this pretty beautiful, like pavilion. I don't know house complex complex. It's some island in Rumpus the South room. Pacific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he's advised to not leave the main house because it's not safe per se
3: for him. Oh yeah. He makes some explanation about getting sued by the backers of the island.
2: Yeah. Which is hilarious. It's nonsense. Yeah. Which like, I guess this is like also the heyday of the nineties when people were like, Oh, I can sue for anything. Let's go buy a knife and then I'll jam it into myself and (laughs) sue them because it's too sharp. Sue steel. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) and now it's like this knife impinged on my religious freedom. You know that story about the uh, I don't know legally speaking, Raph. Yeah, where are we at with this?
1: Uh yeah, stand your ground laws does <laughs>
3: apply to self inflicted yeah. wounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. My, my <laughs> home is my castle. <laughs> I invaded
2: it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I had every right to stab myself in my own home. <laughs> Wait, that's
2: backwards. Yeah, wouldn't the knife company be using stand your ground? They're <laughs> yeah, not exactly just standing its ground.
1: No, no. Actually, the the rifle. Has rights. Rifles are people <laughs> under the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, and them shooting you is, you know, their protected class. Yep. And <laughs> them Rifles shooting you too, is an immutable characteristic of that protected class. <laughs> so technically, you could get the death penalty for being shot by your own gun.
3: <laughs> if your gun, chooses if you live in
2: Florida, press charges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which like probably that's the next step for the NRA. Right, right. It's like
3: they're they're representing the guns of the nation.
2: Yeah. yeah. Guns have voting rights. <laughs> yeah. one bullet, one vote. One bullet, <laughs> one vote. He's in the, the house. Bungalow. He's in the bungalow, and he's like, he's like the looking around. All
1: inclusive genetic torture resort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sa- sandals, uh, <laughs> sandals resort for genetic monstrosities. All inclusive. Oh, Breakfast buffet.
2: Yeah, so he's wandering around the house and he finds he finds Marlon Brando's Nobel Prize, which I was just <laughs> sort of, and, he, and he's like,
1: "For he's being like, a fat idiot." <laughs> yeah,
2: and he's like, "They don't give it out anymore."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was
2: sort of like, "How did if a Nobel Prize-winning biologist disappeared?" I they're a like reclusive Nobel. Yeah, but I mean that would make huge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Bobby Flay
3: Nobel Prize.
2: That's right, Nobel Prize for flavor. Oh God. So yeah, David Thewlis discovers (laughs) Marlon Brando's (laughs) Nobel Prize for being. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) It's
1: like. Bobby Flay wins Iron Chef and then just like gets up and says the 14 words. <laughs> it's like we must secure a future for our white children.
0: No. <laughs> oh
2: God. It's like where would that come from <laughs> <laughs>
0: next time.
2: <laughs> Actually wait. Speaking of Iron Chef, you know that the host of Iron Chef America is Lomai in this movie. Which no. The cheetah, the cheetah that, that dies. Oh, yeah? That's oh. He's played by, you know, the chairman. of Iron Chef America. Wow. Yeah. Not the original from Iron Chef Japan. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, David Thulis was like, oh my God, you're the Nobel Prize winning scientist that disappeared from all those years ago. He's restricted to the compound. You Eh skipped the best scene of the movie. Oh, when he sees Firuza Balk
0: yeah. dancing yeah. on
2: like the the pavilion, mm-hmm. yeah, with her, with with her, her disc man, yeah, yeah, with her yeah. disc man. I I think wrote, she actually actually pauses the disc man. Yeah. I wrote in my notebook and you fuck vibes." <laughs> it <was just> like, <laughs> this is like oh oh oh, <laughs> and she's like just grinding with no one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so yeah, her and David Lewis, like no one's watching. Yeah, vibe pretty hard. She sure was. And then Val Kilmer locks him up in a room with bars on the windows and walls, and is like, "It's for your own safety." But then leaves the key in the door. Uh, Nothing about this movie makes any logical sense, right? And and this,
3: I guess, the part about crossing a hyena with a pig, kind of that works for me. Yeah,
0: hyena pig man. Yeah, hyena swine.
1: Hyena swine. Oh, hyena and pig are supposed to balance each other out. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, because neither of them have violent tendencies whatsoever. Yeah. Well, they're um, opposite.
3: Well, they're both, of, they're, yeah. Well, they're yeah. both
1: like total omnivores. Yeah. But one hunts and the other just scavenges. Chills. Right.
2: Wallows. <laughs> Wallows. They're um, both kosher. <laughs> <laughs> they're both halal. <laughs> Delicious <laughs> hyena sh- sashimi. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> let me get a
1: hyena on rye. <laughs> Mustard on the side. I don't like it too spicy. <laughs> I like how on the Island of Dr. World they had to have like one plausibly
2: sexual yeah. woman oh, being, on there. Yeah. yeah yeah so val kilmer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> so, so I'm get some so david thewlis is locked in his room after seeing firuza balk who we later find out is Moreau's daughter i think she's she like pretty close yeah i think i think she is firuza. Yeah. firuza firuza yeah um and so then david thewlis escapes his room and breaks into the laboratory of Doctor Moreau, yep. where he sees, and this is the point at which the movie takes like a fucking hard, insane, hard le-
1: turn. <laughs> a, a hard left. Yeah, like it, it, this is where <laughs> the
2: cats come in. Yeah, it's like it, it was apocalypse now, yeah, and now and it, it's cats. Yeah, and now it's just like, oh god. Yeah, I, it almost feels as though like okay, we had a movie, this was like sort of elements of a thriller, I kind of like these characters, and now the screenwriter's like, yeah, that was when my paint addiction really <laughs> started to take over my life. Because we we witness, as David Thewlis, like yeah, uh, a 4 ape give kangaroo birth. Ba- kangaroo mom. Kangaroo mom give birth, and uh, Marlon Brando is the doctor. So... Oh, is he? I
0: is didn't he notice. Not?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it was like his uh his like house house animals. Oh, his his children. Also, yeah, the sort of like, you know, house versus field. Yeah. S- oh, slave yeah, that thing. that was I
2: forgot about that. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird and so David Thewlis like freaks out and like runs away and Again, this was an insane thing. Did you guys notice that it's night when he sneaks into the medical facility and watches them give it, watches the kangaroo give birth, and then when he's out in the field, it's day. It's like he's running, 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 and then he sees like one of the animals, which is like a cheetah man named Lomai, drinking from a stream, and it is hard well, daylight there. That's
3: after yeah, so. I mean, I guess the implication is that he was in his room for a while and he saw the surgery like at dusk and the sun is coming up as they're running through the woods.
1: I feel like that's, I you I, know more about filmmaking than I do, but I feel like they're often like night scenes that are
2: very brightly lit. Cause
1: I think, no, 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 the, the, the scene of Lomai at the river, at the river is in yeah. the
2: day, yeah. which I, I think it was literally like this movie was so hard for them to make and there was so much unusable yeah. footage that they were just like. You know what? If if people being like it went from night to day really fast is like the worst of our problems, and we fucking did it. High fives. Well,
3: actually, there's a lot of stuff in the movie where it's a little confusing how much time has passed. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> for the same reason or yeah, it's because
1: there's there's, there's some yeah there's some awkward not like non sequiturs like the they it's I feel like it's like requisite to have big explosions in '90s movies. <laughs> oh yeah, for yeah. sure. This had two, and like one of them like. Uh, Firuza Balk and David Thelwiss. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thelwistle. Eggleston Churchill.
2: I forget. Yeah. His character's name doesn't matter. John, John Antwistle. Yeah. John Antwistle. Um,
0: yeah,
1: they're just like, no, but they're just like, I don't remember what they were even doing.
2: And then they just like happened to be adjacent to an explosion which maybe wasn't i I think that's at the end of the movie there's there's a few at the end of the movie they burn the dock and then 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 the dock
3: explodes the dock explodes
2: yeah that one makes no fucking sense and then like hyena swine like blows up the house at some point yeah
3: that's right well the house is burning down and then inexplicably (laughs) explodes yeah
2: there's a lot of and they blow up the lab there's a lot of explosions in this movie so uh, basically david thewlis like runs back to the house or is captured and we we get to meet Marlon Brando I think this is when we meet Marlon Brando for the first time right or did we meet him before I guess there's a scene with the where no no that might yeah, be the first this time this is the yeah. first time and so like we meet Marlon Brando who is G- gigantic i mean and he is painted completely white he looks like boy george in that like infamous interview where boy george is like nodding out on heroin i mean brando is insane in this he's got movie, like a really. white linen muumuu <laughs>
1: he- headdress matching yeah, headdress like red lipstick he's also we didn't even talk about val kilmer's get up like Kilmer, he's-, he's wearing like an elbow brace
0: oh throughout yeah
2: throughout the movie yeah which yeah. i think and maybe wasn't <laughs> Was it meant to hide either the character or Kilmer's heroin addiction. Like somebody is strung out. You're gonna have to carry the burden of this one because <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I the, no, the it's plot
1: was like I did not, I did not take. I mean, and it doesn't
3: so, make sense. Like one thing I wanted to say is like when they escape, right? It's him and and Firuzabal uh, uh, or Aiza or whatever, what, whatever Isa or whatever. I, uh, uh, so, yeah. I don't remember. Um, they like. It doesn't totally
2: make sense. Like, she's like, we have to escape. Yeah, like, and why they are they running? The I'll help you escape to the boat. And then Val Kilmer, like, picks them back up. And they're brought back to the house. And then, like, that's when we get Marlon Brando basically explains, like, they wouldn't let me do my science Don't the they, She's like, we have to go. No, we have to go to the giver of the, of the law. Oh, right. God. And she she, she's like, we have to find the giver them. of the law.
1: And I'm not sure what the yeah, point that of Yeah, that made
2: was. no sense. Well, no, because she
3: says at one point, she's like, you have to protect the five man from Montgomery.
2: Oh but okay. then they don't. Yeah, no, they so, bring him back to Montgomery. So, I mean I guess the idea is that she's character. kind of a child still yeah, and she doesn't had, really know well, she's had no interaction with the yeah. outside world. So
3: she's just like save this guy and then the, Ron Perlman's character, Goatman, is like Who's just blind. can't do that because yeah. he's a servant of the father or whatever. He's totally,
1: friend. he's a class traitor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm so I'm sad no one gets dicked down in this movie.
2: <laughs> oh was, my... Are you kidding? There is a hardcore animal orgy at the end. That's true. Oh, yeah. But, you know, not, 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 the, not the characters we care about. Yeah, that's true. Nobody... Uh, spoiler alert. Firu and David Thulis do not go to Pound Town.
1: I would... Though that, that I scene... I want the comfort. I want the comfort of knowing... The, uh, that of other people's discomfort, <laughs> the fact that the protagonist is fucking an animal. Yeah. It's like there's literal I bestiality mean, happening on well, screen. I the
2: screen. The comfort is it, of knowing... Does it count as bestiality? Really tasteful I want... Yeah, it counts dicks. as bestiality. I mean, <laughs> are going to be entering... I want to <laughs> a kangaroo, sacred canopy, and... Uh, I just want to see porcupine anal. Is that <laughs> so much to ask? <laughs> Ouch oh man yeah so again it's the the movie has a feel throughout all these scenes not a big ask (laughs) yeah of it's it's got the feeling that like they shot a bunch of stuff they 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 were rewriting the script as they went because frankenheimer was like well this script won't work now because val kilmer refuses to show up <laughs> so it, so it's like it feels like val kilmer shows up improvises he's doing like funny voices the whole time mm-hmm. he comes on and is like hey guys how's it going i'm val kilmer i mean M- montgomery <laughs> <laughs> you know she's like who the fuck are you like i went yeah. to juilliard i
3: mean also the character is Insane, right? yeah.
2: Which so? Uh, and again, who knows? Maybe he's like just some fucking bonkers method actor, and this is him, like like Daniel Day Lewis being carried around the set of My Left Foot. You know, where it's just like, oh yeah, Val, Val Kilmer actually like ate ayahuasca for thirty days straight, right. lived in the jungle, and like yeah. shot a lot of local people. Well, the problem is, is that like he is in a
1: different movie than anybody, everybody else. He might be in several different movies. <laughs> I mean, than so is else.
2: Marlon Brando. To yeah, be the, fair. yeah <laughs> Mar- you, Marlon Brando's in a different fucking universe. Which apparently Marlon Brando like refused to talk to Val Kilmer, and finally said to him, like, "The problem with you is that you're getting your the size of your paycheck and the size of your talent confused."
0: Oh, ah. burn! <laughs> yeah, Ouch. apparently
2: Brando hated Val Kilmer in this movie, which like understandable. He's <laughs> insane. Yeah, so Wait, who he? Uh both, of them. both of them. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So uh, so what we end up with is like there's a trial for one of the animals because it ate a rabbit on the island and the animals are supposed to be vegetarian and kind. And we discover that like Marlon Brando has control over all of these sort of animal people that he's genetically engineered. Um, using this shock collar device that he has and he's basically talks a little bit about his goal which is to genetically engineer a perfect humanity i think maybe we skipped over the dinner scene um or is that later i think that's a little that's after Oh, okay yeah um yeah genetically engineer like a perfect human that's non-violent i mean again these that things he are talks about yeah it at the he talks scene. about it at the dinner scene but like these things are all kind of within 15 minutes of each other. Mercifully, (laughs) this movie is an hour and a half long. Like (laughs) this, doing this podcast has made me appreciate short movies so much Mm -hmm. where it's like, if you can't say it in 90 minutes, it's probably not worth saying like, yeah. Yeah. Tell that to Homer
3: (laughs) Simpson. I will. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so I wanted to say something about the, the dinner scene
2: so yeah well hang on let's let's cover the trial scene so they put oh yeah they right, put okay. the cheetah man on trial for for eating an animal and killing an animal it's not really a trial he just says who
1: here ate the animal and yeah. they're all like trembling and then he's like it Bye. was you it was oh my no my
2: yeah but then father <laughs> yeah he so the the cheetah man is going to attack marlon brando and then Marlon Brando uses his little, like, electronic shock collar thing to get Lomai to sort of surrender. And then one of Marlon Brando's animal children, I forget the guy's name. It doesn't matter. He looks a bit like Worf from Star Trek. Um, and he's got, like, half of his hair is long dreadlocks. Oh, Azazello. Yeah, um, good memory for the well names
3: i'll tell you why i remember that in a little bit
2: yeah he comes out and shoots and <laughs> kills <sexually> arouses <laughs> you. there is actually another reason okay. um yeah he comes out and shoots Lomai and kills him um with a bolt gun take the, that iron chef coast yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh god the chairman um, <laughs> killed, killed with a bolt rifle <laughs> Which yeah I don't, um, know. I don't know what that is Bolt rifle No that bolt thing? gun bolt That is a thing It fires different. bolts yeah. Like it fires like long Lightning bolts <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> it's Exactly for it's killing
2: cattle that's what it was With it was lightning for. That's ho- oh, okay That makes some sense Yeah Yeah <laughs> um, It's used for killing Thor
3: I mean I think that's what it is I mean I've never seen One But They is do that what Anton
2: uses To kill people Probably Yeah Similar. Pretty wild, yeah. It's pretty dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I read about it. In modern Modern Murder Hard on <laughs> Magazine.
1: There's a lot of podcasts that are just like very like uh superficially. Oh, what's what I'm looking for? Like very like obvious like prurient murder gawking.
2: That's like eighty yeah. percent of podcasts.
1: What is wrong with people?
3: Uh, I mean isn't that just human culture yeah it's just Humanity it's, it's just
2: like you know like the ID channel just in podcast Form yeah. so Then at some Point in all of this there's a dinner scene Where Marlon Brando explains his Philosophy on like we're strictly Vegetarians and then the same Son who murdered Lomai Brings out a a rabbit That he's cooked for David Thewlis the guest Um, And they're all horrified and He's like take it away take it, take it. And Val, I think
3: we must have the order backwards because that
2: happens. I think that happens before they kill the cheetah. Okay. That happens. Then they kill the cheetah and in killing, but you said you had something you wanted to say about the dinner scene. Yeah. Just the,
3: so the poem that, that the, the sort of sympathetic child quote house animal person reads at the dinner is um, crap uh oh, i meant to uh, look that up it's Yeats' second coming okay and the last line is fairly famous it's the also the poem that has like the center cannot hold you know that okay line? yeah
1: falcon cannot find the falcon yeah
3: yeah um but the last line is like a beast slouches towards bethlehem waiting to be born right? oh yeah so I, I mean i think it's fairly clear the implication is that like the animal beings that moreau is creating are meant to be the second coming yeah, like the second like the resurgence of, you know, morality in amongst humankind, uh, which I mean, it's a the little, great
1: replacement theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, what's it's Val Kilmer says it. interesting. Yeah.
2: yeah, Val Kilmer yeah. says it later when he's like you wanted to make like uh, animals into man and man into gods. And you right. failed. That's at yeah. the end of the movie. I mean, but he
3: also talks a lot in that dinner about, um, you know, he's pr- fairly explicit about it. He says like he's extracted the gene that is Lucifer. Yeah, right? the evil gene. And so the reason I remember that the dreadlock guy's name is Azazello is because Azazel. it's Azazel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, with with an O at the end. So I don't know a lot about what you call that, <laughs> um, like demonology. Does, does anybody know what the deal is with Azazel or I mean, or it's, it's
2: one of those, like, demons from, you know, one of the... It's got to be, a like, a Hebrew thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, I mean, I know that in Sandman, he's one of the... Yeah, he's one of the kings hordes of, of, of hell. Of hell. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a similar scenario. I mean, yeah. I think it's just, like, a go So it's, like,
3: fairly clear from the naming of the character and the choice of that poem that, like, we're setting up this balance between the idea of evil and the idea of good and the idea good, of Close redemption. reading
2: sam
0: uh, well, Thanks.
2: yeah it's also like it's in the movie and this is the thing that's frustrating about this movie is it seems so clear that like there was a vision and there was an right. idea about like well that's know, probably in the novel I don't but I don't think it was in the novel because the the movie is about genetic engineering and about the idea that we're engineering ourselves into a more perfect being Mm -hmm. and like the sort of fallacy of that. And I I think that that was something that like probably that was in Richard Stanley's vision that kind of got fucked up in the mess up of this movie
3: at least the cliff notes of the novel. But I, I feel like that those themes must have been in like, w- otherwise what else would the story be about? Yeah. Well, and HG Wells so it doesn't have to be about genetic engineering; It could just be about hybridization. Right? I mean, this like, yeah. you
1: know, there's pretty common tropes that we touch on a lot in this, this show. It's like fallibility of science, the fallibility yeah. of utopianism, right. You know, the, the, you know, falling short, uh, you know, the, the, um, like Icarus.
3: Yeah.
2: The Bethlehem Shuffle. <laughs> the um,
1: Bethlehem Shuffle. That's good. I like that. a good
2: That's a good name for it. For yeah. Very um, erudite. Yeah. So that was, I think, a really frustrating thing about this movie and that H.G. Wells, like, have you guys read The Time Machine? Yeah, a long time ago. Because, like,. That book what? as a what kid no, disturbed not. the hell out of me. You know, when you sort of read about the future of mankind and the it's Lord like... The Eli. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like two races and one is the chattel for the other.
3: I mean, it's all an allegory for...
2: I mean, I don't know if H.G. Wells intended it that way, but I read
3: I it, it, it was. as an allegory for class struggle. I think it and was, yeah. Struggle,
2: yeah. Yeah, and, and again, I think that that's part of what's sewn into this with like science being kind of some of the mechanism. And obviously this movie fails pretty roundly on that. But like there are aspects of it that are really interesting and that are there, so I, I think this to me was one of the more interesting things in the movie is that when Azazello murders Lomai, it introduces the idea of killing into the animal world.
3: Yeah, I mean, th- there's like a actually a pretty profound moment um, with hyena swine. Right? Yeah, where he
2: finds. Hey. Lomai's
3: bones no no before that even when when Azazel kills him there's like this disconnect and it's obvious to everybody watching and including Moreau right yeah it's like telling Azazel no we're not supposed to kill ever yeah we don't do that which which I thought was like a really cool moment because that's you know to me the most compelling argument against the death penalty is that it's you know hypocritical yeah right um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Like the, 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 looking at me for affirmation. <laughs> well, about, no, cause about, I, about I care more stance. about your opinion
2: than about yeah, am... yeah. Asher. Yeah. Because I am
1: Asher. freely
0: <laughs> met out the death penalty. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, fucking a, I know we, to we had this, we had this it's conversation. Like don't want to vax? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Throw them in the pit. See ya. I'm
3: just saying like, cause these people, these creatures presumably have never seen death of any kind. Except for maybe the ones that work on you know the experiments and stuff.
2: Yeah, but no, you're right. right. They haven't seen. And again, Lomai eating the rabbit right. is the is the sort of poison seed. That's well, the patient no, no. Zero what I'm saying is like death. That's, that's
1: the but it's the apple. But yeah, that's exactly. but it's not. That,
3: that's my point because that moment is like innate. I can't overcome it's their my nature. Instinct. Yeah, right. And but it's not their nature. To kill to for murder. justice, right? right, or to murder, right. So, like, it's and in fact, Moreau forgives him.
2: Yeah, and exactly. And so then, that as murders him is a huge deal. And I, but then, but then, Moreau says nothing to Azelo. Isn't like, oh, you also
3: made a mistake, and I also. He's just like, oh, that was wrong. Now it's time for us to
1: leave. Yeah, we
3: got to get out s- of And here. then you get a close up on Hyena Swine, and he's like, heartbroken for one, because he's clearly was friends with with Cheetah or whatever, Cheetah Lomai. Um but also like he's starting to realize the hypocrisy of the whole of the law, right? Yeah, of the system. Yeah. Yeah. Um and which later goes into the chip that he finds, right? And On just, Lomai's right. body. So it's he... like it's like the breaking of the illusion. The idea of the of Moro as father and God is like perfectly good when everybody believes it. But as soon as there's a chink in that armor, it's like Wait, this whole scenario (laughs) is based on a lie. Why should I be following any of these rules? Whereas, if somebody had just said to him, like, we don't kill for food because, you know, it's not fair to the creature that dies, like, that's a a reason. Like, you could say, oh, I can see that you want to eat meat, but we make a decision to not do it. But then that decision seems like totally unsupportable in the face of, like, Azazello getting away with shooting the. Yeah, thing in the head.
1: Anyway, Would yeah, you, so yeah, so uh, Moreau was exercising, uh, you know, one of my favorite terms, condyne power, condine right. power, yeah. baby.
2: I'm sorry, there's just it was, no,
1: no. It was, it was his. It's yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's kind of like his undoing. Uh, right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas before that, it was like, to some extent, um, you know, even though he's using pain as his tool before that, it's like, you know. There's yeah. a social contract, kind of.
2: Well, and implied, it's yeah. interesting because I kind of, part of me was like sad that Alan wasn't here because I know that Alan loves. Who's the philosopher who came up with uh, animal liberation? Oh, yeah. Peter Singer. Yeah. And I thought that this would have appealed to Alan sort of mm, on that totally. level. Totally. Uh, Alan, record your thoughts and we'll splice them in right here on, on Patreon. Um, yeah. So basically, Hyena Swine discovers the chip that's in Lomai's thigh uh that is the control mechanism that Moreau uses to shock the like animals one. into submission. Uh and that triggers essentially the rest of the movie, which happens real fast, which is Pain like no
3: more.
2: Yeah. The animals have an uprising. I guess at some point we see Marlon Brando and we haven't talked about his like sidekick, this like mini person. <laughs> mini. Me. I think that was a real person. Yeah, he was a like, real guy. Yeah, genetic yeah. disorder. He, he right. has a kid. Okay. Oh, yeah? Cool. yeah, he lived to be 38 years old. I can't remember the name of the actor, but he was like... Apparently, Marlon Brando showed up on set with him and was like, this guy's in the movie now. Write <laughs> him apart. Goddamn right he did. <laughs> that is... Yeah, that God is right. power, baby. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, so... He does a pretty good job. That's incredible. Yeah, so then, uh, basically... We, we discover that all of the animal people are being given a serum on a pretty regular basis to keep them from reverting fully back to their animal selves. And Firuza Balk is true? Yeah, that's what that, I wanted yeah, to was, say. W- was that misdirection? We never actually see anybody regress. We right? see Firuza Balk starting to
3: regress. Her fangs no. start to come out. No, because Moreau says that that's just part of the process. Yeah. That it's not She's like regression. It's like puberty. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so we don't actually know... I mean, I guess maybe reading the book would give us more detail on that. But it's never shown to us explicitly in the movie that we should believe that. Yeah. It's just everybody else does.
2: And basically, so Hyena Swine leads an uprising. They kill Moreau. And, and eat him. And eat him. Well, part of him. And then, like... Oh, oh, there's a All bit hell breaks loose on the fucking island. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were saying?
3: Where, where they're attacking him and then like uh what's his name mick cumberbatch comes along and shoots the gun to chase them off and hyena swine starts like screaming oh right <laughs> thank you Starts screaming father and it's like it's kind of heartrending for me like he just killed this guy and then he realizes what he's done yeah you know and he's like it's heartbroken and there's no way back now and then the whole thing descends into madness
2: yeah it descends into madness and like Val Val Kilmer. This is when he really shines, where he's like <laughs> walking around wearing Marlon Brando's clothes with like no pants on, yeah. and, and like wearing sunglasses and like ma- white makeup in the middle I'm of the night. I'm the CEO of the Sandals, <laughs> manimal Island now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he takes he takes over. He's the new father.
2: Yeah, he's a new father, but he ain't doing shit for anyone. He's like sitting he's on goat a orgy. throne he's in the middle of throwing. <laughs> throwing quaaludes yet like an animal sex orgy, which yeah. is like
1: I don't, animal sex rave. Yeah, <laughs> go, Goat go. De- it's a salamander
2: DJ. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, it's like hyena swine is killing everyone. As a Zello is kind of like leading some kind of resistance, but he's also really fucked up, and he hates uh, Firuzabalx character because mm-hmm. they were siblings and this also was kind of bullshit where like he yells at her and it's like all oh, the times i got the lash and i was like you didn't get the lash at all motherfucker you live in a non-violent society you're just an angry person well, maybe we, we, we need a therapist for this animal this movie this
1: movie was a mess yeah i mean like I, I i i like i appreciate the themes that like sam brings up and i think it, that they are extremely thoughtful and incisive. but like the way that they're introduced yeah. is so haphazard it's just like you know you just there's sort of like,
3: some stuff in there i'm trying to look it up but i can't find it about satanism kind of right like hyenas uh hyenas well, swine is talking about like the inversion of the law he's like we kill whenever and you know whatever he he we do what that will sleep with whoever, whoever we want yeah exactly yeah so it's like that inversion against the patriarchal power they so don't yeah,
1: sleep with a lot whoever of cool they want in here well, Sir Arthur, do. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and Catwoman do not bone.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Big>. <laughs> which we. Well, want. Yeah, because they fucking kill which her. We want. Yeah, they kill her. That, that fan scene service. I that was troubling. so upsetting yeah, to me, and troubling. I remember that they being upsetting to as a from kid. Boning. Yeah, like she obviously wants to go to Poundtown with David Thewlis and like it, whatever Lord Byron. <laughs> yeah, and, and fucking Worf from Star Trek intercedes on that and is like, no, 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 and he hangs her, which is like really upsetting we we yeah. don't see it we see, see her the shadow, shadow. Yeah. which you hear the sound oh yeah. yeah um and then i i guess like the orgy sort of like fucks itself out and there's a confrontation between hyena pig and Azazello a from star trek and they well,
3: Azazello shows up and kills hyena pig val, val kilmer
2: val oh Kilmer's character, yeah
3: that's what ends the the orgy. I think everybody runs off after that,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a confrontation between him and
1: none, none of you know.
2: I just like none of these like antagonistic
1: relationships are really explained or yeah. established in any way. Yeah. They just start killing each other. Yeah, I do. Ex- except
2: yeah,
3: except killing except Frisabu-
1: yeah. Bulk's character. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's like the and only killing Brando to some yeah, degree. Yeah, yeah, and they burn the. They <laughs> they burn the the like launch for the boats the dock down right which like again it explodes in an insane it's like I'm, yeah With sparks you, I'm, and yeah shit you don't like make your dock out of C four yeah yeah I'm like
1: struggling to re- like figure this out but like um there's a scene in which Catwoman and Sir Paul McCartney are like <laughs> are like kind of with each other they're trying to do something i think they're trying to find the anti-regression serum oh yeah, yeah. and then for some reason they're outside and there's an explosion and they get like thrown into the air
2: oh cuz they are in the lab like mandatory. mandatory yeah one yeah. of something. them yeah it's yeah it's really something also i thought the animal costumes in this are fucking grotesque the they the costumes are really were great. good the couple of shots like with particularly cheetah running
3: over the rocks is like right in that like uncanny valley you know between like g- good jim henson puppets on oh, early and cgi, CGI. So, yeah uh, yeah so bad the compositing
2: is so it's terrible. like xena warrior princess yeah, yeah
3: exactly yeah.
1: um yeah, it's yeah. like xena marches on like on like rome and it's like <laughs> looks like sim cities yeah one
3: like. <laughs> there's one scene where cheetah like goes from or maybe it's hyena swine goes from like standing to running and the camera like conspicuously pans by someone standing in the foreground right as the transition between oh. like man in suit and <laughs> badly computer animated cheetah man <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah that's, that's
1: cinema magic sam and you're ruining <laughs> Sorry. it you're ruining it for all. i mean actually oh what were you gonna I say think that all that needs to be said <laughs> is that ringo star <laughs> <laughs> and uh and Fairuza Balk, <laughs> Fairuza <Balk. laughs>
2: And uh Yeah. Yeah. The the lady from that witch movie. The Craft. The, the the oh yeah. For those of you who don't know who Fairuza Balk is, she Watch was the Craft now. She also is like Sam's ideal. As as I was watching this, I was just like th- this is the ur text for women Sam is attracted to.
3: Yeah, I think that's about right.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Which lucky you, she looks a lot like your wife. <laughs> She's got big ass teeth.
1: Yeah. Not your wife. Oh, you
3: mean the fangs? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I can't find a real human woman with fangs like that. So
1: So. you can get them done. Yeah. People do stuff like that. Mm. Mm.
2: Vampirefreaks.org. I'm not that (laughs) committed, really.
1: There's various conventions for people with your proclivities (laughs) that I may or may not know the dates of and have (laughs) tickets
2: to.
3: Are we talking about furries again
1: now? Or?
0: You know, oh, no, no, no.
1: hey, it comes in all flavors. You know, know right. no kick shaming. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about fucking actual cats. <laughs> I'm talking about. I am not okay. Really with that. tasteful pictures. Oh my god, of horses. This, me, this <laughs> are really taste tasteful horse cock photos.
2: Wow. So Great. hyena swine dies. Everybody dies. And the end, it's not just David dies. Beckham actually... and Ron Perlman uh-huh. hanging out on like the the porch of a shack. I mean, that's not right. Why'd they it's let actually him go? a cool
3: turnaround. Like, and he built they,
2: his own raft. Yeah, cause which I was like, it. you're not getting. You're getting like five feet out from the and You're like, oh fuck, I should have stayed.
1: Oh
3: yeah, and his sail is like what? What it's is like this toilet paper? Yeah, um, Saran
1: <laughs> wrap sail.
3: The. Uh, is it the but b- his boat like- is Marlon Brando? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Oof, I'm not
2: dead yet. I I approve this use of my corpse.
3: <laughs> but you skipped over kind of how the ending. I'm drinking works. a lot of seawater because, like Montgomery, sort of tricks hyena swine into killing the other like bad animals, if you like. Okay, right, and then. And then Hyena Swine walks into the burning building. So after that, the only people are left are the ones who didn't want him to kill the father who were okay. with. Yeah. And now they're liberated because right. The machine, the shock
2: collars are all melted.
3: And, uh, and Brando's gone and Val Kilmer has gone and it's, and it's just Montgomery and they build him a raft and he's off. Not Montgomery. Lord ah, Byron. David. Lord Byron. Right. Right. Uh, (laughs) So,
2: So, so it's Dave like
3: Clark, five. it's actually kind of a cool like transition there, right? Like, you know, yeah, they, they flirt with evil and it, it doesn't pay. Crime doesn't pay you guys. Yeah. And
1: so now
2: they, Youngless now they're building the their president paradise. at which point smoke
1: yeah. them. If you got them on manimal Island, <laughs> crime doesn't pay McGriff, the crime manimal, he's actually a person. Take a bite out of a rabbit.
2: There were two voiceovers of David Thewlis, which obviously were used to, like, stitch this insane plot together. <laughs> or There's three. There's the monologue at the beginning. Right. Then there's a voiceover in the middle where he talks about, like, and that was our day-to-day on the island. Right. Um, where It's like threw him in. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, this scene doesn't make any fucking sense. Can you describe what's happening here? And he's like, "Uh, Val Kilmer, once a brilliant neurosurgeon, was reduced to being an errand boy for Moreau. And I was like, first of all, neurosurgeons don't do science. They cut things open. Yeah, like you wouldn't show up somewhere and be like, "Yeah, hi, I'm, I'm a surgeon. Let's do some research." It's like Well, I mean, I guess there
3: are like research surgeons, right? Doctors. I who think literally, do there research.
2: aren't. Yeah, no, it's their opposite. Sure? Yeah, if you're a surgeon, you. Tr- it's like being a I composer mean, like people, versus being a pianist. But how right? do
3: people like develop new kinds of surgeries?
2: I mean, I guess it's probably a team effort. It's it's one guy, Steven Seagal, drills into your brain <laughs> with a fucking, and he fixes everything. I mean. And then the final monologue Which I remember loving as a kid It's less good now Than mm. I remember And again Particularly because the I've seen is so things improbable. you couldn't imagine I've seen things
1: <laughs>
3: Also like the whole framing of the movie Like I, I realized right at the beginning
2: You kind of know He's from off, the drop off the ten house of gates sir- <laughs>
1: That's how I became a
2: vegetarian Yeah <laughs> Because i <I'm> the <laughs> Dr. Moreau It's bad Trust me don't eat meat <laughs> Um, yeah, he described basically, and we see like uh, basically clips from bum fights. It's like <laughs> people fighting. Oh yeah,
1: that was horrible. I yeah. forgot about that. It's like that. what was what was dumber the the mo- ending of this movie or the ending of Death Race Two Thousand? <laughs> like man learned to murder before he could stand up. And Australop- that's the, um, Australopithecus <laughs> was a
2: murder, murder machine in twenty nine A D. It's like, who is this? (laughs) Who are you? Well, again, it's like this (laughs) David Ambrose coming on.
1: Australopithecus, (laughs) murder machine, insatiable (laughs) bloodlust.
2: I think, again, the same way that there's like like stoned 70s is like a genre of movie. I think about
3: Dark Star there.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about Dark Star, Death Race, Death Race 2000, uh, any of the Ralph Bakshi movies. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a we've got a lot of those in the in the canon that we've watched for this show. Oh yeah. Well, we didn't watch Wizards for this show. Yeah, we oh, we got to we watched watch is Wizards. The
1: hardest fucking thing to watch in the world. I love that movie. Oh god,
2: it's so difficult. <clears throat> yeah, and then I I don't know. I feel like good ideas gone bad. I I feel like this movie fits into a genre, and I don't know what it is. I guess it's like 90s concerns over like stupid problems that are so meaningless now right. it's like Gattaca and the island of Dr. Moreau yeah. like genetic engineering's going to get us yeah, it's, it's like, like wait you guys pussies.
3: we know so much what happens if we know
2: too much yeah and it's like yeah we might accidentally like <laughs> elect a Russian agent and uh, Jurassic uh, Park oh, uh, oh nice man
1: um, and dinosaur
2: <laughs> did I ever tell you about <laughs> did I ever tell you that I saw
1: um, a the a musical adaptation of Jurassic Park that was <laughs> what? in one performance only ever. <laughs> where was it? It was um in Bushwick uh-huh. at Market Amazing. Hotel. Oh, it's by okay. Wham-, Wham City put it on, and like they had put words to the theme song, which went <laughs> Jurassic Park. It's a place where we can live together, man and dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> It that's was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I was actually rolling on the floor with wait, laughter the entire time. Was it meant to be funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Cool.
2: Um, yeah, so that I think I wish de- I I wish <laughs> they
1: could do that more often. That was so good.
2: <laughs>
3: I wonder if that's on YouTube
2: probably not i think it's like pre it was pre it was pre pre cell phone It was pre smartphone -smartphone. yeah someone might have filmed it who knows yeah we played with dan deacon once and he was a very nice guy but similarly to my complaint yeah exactly about mac demarco him and his gang smelled not great like reefer no like 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 butt (laughs) um uh, okay are there any final (laughs) thoughts about this movie by the way um so uh, sam what's
3: your endorsement no, don't watch it don't watch it. <laughs>
1: it just listen to this episode and skip it yeah i feel
2: like there's a watch, lot to watch of the marlon brando
1: series here, uh
3: and none of them really pan
2: out yeah nothing it's, it's so yeah it's not so close to being a good movie it's not even in in the same building but like there are it's pieces like,
1: of a good it's movie. it's
2: like yeah. 90s junk thriller genre i like i don't
3: yeah really, it's like a 90s junk thriller on top of something really interesting yeah
1: yeah god yeah. this really had potential yeah, I really did. did. Hadarowski yeah. should have done this one. Yeah, this would have been amazing. I mean, maybe Fucking we should, like watch the other should have one. done this one.
2: Well, I think that Richard Stanley probably had he successfully made the movie he wanted to make would be in the annals of those kinds of people. Like I think that he yeah. had he had paid his dues and made like a couple of weird indie horror movies and that this was going to be his big payoff and that then it he got, got fucked, fucked by yeah. the studio. Yeah, like and Oh, also, he Snuck back on set after being fired and being threatened by the the film company, and they were like, "If you come near the set, we'll arrest you." And so he's in an animal costume in the animal orgy at the end. I was gonna say he snuck back what? on to, to fuck someone in animal
1: costume. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I my whole." He's really? like, "We don't want you here. Uh, we're not gonna tell anybody, but." You want to fuck the animal costumes, we, and we know this. We have the video.
2: Yeah.
3: Are you saying, like, he stole a spare animal costume? I
2: guess, like, some of the crew, what happened was, apparently, he had, like, a complete breakdown mm. after he was fired. Great. And, like, the the film company was like, okay, here's the deal. Like, we'll pay you your whole fee, but you have to report to Hollywood immediately, because we don't want you fucking around with the set. Mm-hmm. And he just disappeared from his car. Co- like they drove him to the airport and then he like escaped them, putting him on the plane to, uh, to America uh-huh. and like was camping in the wilderness in Australia or something. Hardcore. And he ran across some of the crew members who were like, it's a disaster. The movie is insane. <laughs> um, you should come and be in this last scene because it's so crazy. Yeah. So they up. snuck him yeah. back on okay. set. Uh, yeah, he didn't
3: like make his own Animal Man suit out of a and just wander he wander on the, the set. <laughs> <side. Yeah. Yeah. laughs> no one would stop Hi guys. you. I mean, that's like the type of thing
1: if you had the if you have the I'm right costume, you could do most You could probably join any parade with the right costume. Yeah, yeah agreed.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, probably join like a high school marching band if you it like <laughs> yeah I'm I'm gonna try that.
2: Yeah, I play the drums now. <laughs> that's how I talk. Um, yeah. So should we throw to endorsements? Sure. Yeah. All right, Raph, What do you got?
1: Oh, me. Sure. A, who, little old me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. uh Listen to Santa Gold. Oh, fucking a. She's great. She's really, really good. I think doesn't get the uh, yeah. adulation and respect that she deserves. She gets plenty. I mean, I just saw her Amherstine Ballroom. Oh, cool. Fucking
2: nice. sold out show. Oh, playing her. It was the tenth anniversary of her first album. Yeah. I have a funny story about that. Oh, okay. I, wish
3: I had known about that. That's awesome. Did,
2: yeah. We didn't really talk about Marlon Brando and
1: um. You know, him going on stage. Or like him sending representatives uh, oh. from the Native American community on stage to accept the Oscar for Godfather, I want to say. I Is think right? it was later than, Godfather. later than Godfather. Maybe it was Godfather Two. I don't okay. know. No, he wasn't it was into
2: the Transformers. Uh, yeah, cartoon.
1: that's pretty like awesome. And then Neil Young wrote that song about it. Did he? Oh, Mother fucking Brando.
2: Pocahontas and me from Russ Never Sleeps. Holy yeah, it's shit. about that episode. Uh, it's about uh, that like. Well, yeah. So maybe it, because Russ Never Sleeps was like 1980, so it probably was. It was like Godfather. Se- I think it was 76. 76? Wow. I think
3: so. Yeah. Huh. There's um, a guy credited in this movie named Neil Young.
1: Born man, take a look at my <laughs> life. <laughs>
2: Not like you. All right, Sam, what do you got? Crosby, Stills and Kate Nash. <laughs> and Boarman. man. <laughs> Uh,
3: So my endorsement, (laughs) I spent the whole day yesterday on a lovely mission with my wife um, through the village (laughs) looking for uh, parts, well, specifically a new cartridge for our record player, which is like a mission that we've been trying to get together for like six months now. Like I ordered one online. It didn't fit. We got sad. We went to a bunch of shops. Nobody could help us. We finally got it together yesterday. How fucking old is your record player? man i just don't know what i'm doing
1: okay fair yeah.
3: enough. you know like had i known it would have been easy because i would have gone directly to turntable labs which is yeah. on 10th between third and fourth but we went to a bunch of shops and people didn't even know about this place it was
2: like yeah that's the, shocking we went to like, me like the
3: sixth record store and finally guy was like oh you should try out turntable labs and we yeah. went over there and the yeah. guy was like <laughs> super unpretentious did not make me feel stupid for not knowing what the fuck i was talking about and was like, you know, get the cheap one because you don't know how good your gear is, and try it out. And what a mensch! It Thank was fucking you, that's, Turntable Lab. that's crazy because my experience, experience
2: at Turntable Lab was fucking horrible. Well, yeah, because you went there to buy a CD player. <laughs> no, I also, I first of all, I uh, went there to get I like a to new receiver sell me the for I'm all of my me. stuff. I was like, I want something that allows me, without an EQ, to switch between various things like inputs. I just want yeah. something to input stuff and then output and power my speakers. Can you guys do that? Sure, and they were like, nice yeah, story. here's this thing for six hundred dollars. And I was like, no. Can we so, just have like several straight minutes of air horn sound <laughs> yeah, to close out the episode. Now? Yeah, that's how we'll close this one out with that. And Cool. Um yeah, no, this week I want to endorse this photographer. His name is Matt Weber. Uh, and he just came out with a new book called street trip of his photography. He was a New York city cab driver for 40 years and he always had his camera with him. And so it's just like crazy pictures of cool. stuff that he took in New York. I own one of his pictures in my apartment. Um, and I've been a fan of his for years and years, but, uh, yeah, I strongly recommend go check out Matt Weber. You can follow him on Instagram, The Instagram. I used to have one of his grills. Yeah, there we go. Oof. Yeah, careful with that joke. I used to have one of him in front of my door. Yeah. So you guys can follow us on Twitter. We're uh, at AsherLack. At Case of Piles.
3: Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> at Have a Cool Penis. And you can follow the so show. Should
3: regret that? Or you just don't like saying it out loud?
2: Uh, I probably should never have told anybody yeah <laughs> yeah you can follow the show at robot house pod and it's spelled h-a-u-s um, alan is highly affiligent whatever that oh means. Yeah. yeah at highly affiligent that's true alan is not here but you should tweet at him send him hate mail <laughs> yeah yep. blame blame him for everything that's happening on this show yeah. and in america yeah and outside of america yeah, yeah. totally war in yemen totally alan's fault the truth hmm drone strikes alan mm-hmm propping up dictatorships
1: alan brazil philippines Mm -hmm. yeah
2: Mm -hmm.
3: it's true
1: yeah the concept
2: of democracy yeah alan oppression of the uyghurs alan yep yep totally (laughs) yeah the length of the new avengers movie alan (laughs) i think this should be longer bamboo
3: socks alan i don't think that's a thing
2: i mean i own a bunch of them so it is it's good all right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll uh, see you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.